Hey everybody, this is Chad Peavy. Thanks so much for being here today for the podcast. This is an unscripted version of the podcast, meaning that it's just you and me having a conversation. I usually have a script for these things, try to make it dramatic, try to make it pretty. That is not the case today. It is just me having a conversation with you. I hope that you are doing well. I hope that you are healthy. And today I wanted to bring a, a message to you that is, I think, timely as we go into a season unlike any that we've ever experienced. And so if you or someone that you love is the kind of person that has to really work at having really good mental health, I'm definitely one of those people, then I think it's important for us to bring attention and awareness to the clock and the calendar. And the clock and the calendar can be our friend or our enemy. And so I want to spend a little time talking about that. You know, a lot of times when I get into these depressive episodes or start feeling depressed or anxious, it's almost like I retroactively acknowledge it. I don't necessarily acknowledge it as I'm going through it, but I'll wake up somewhere in the middle or toward the end of that episode and be like, oh, today sucked or I'm not feeling 100%. And it's almost as if it just blindsides me and I don't realize what's happening. But the truth of the matter is, when I really th thought about what I wanted to talk about in this episode, the truth is, is I've lived with this stuff long enough to know that there are things that set me up for success and there are things that I know are going to be detrimental to that success. And so I want to get better in my own journey. I want to get better at predicting or being preventative with my own mental health care. And in addition to the therapy, which I've shared numerous times on numerous platforms, I'm a big fan of, I've been in for a long time. I don't find any shame in that. And if you're somebody that's experiencing mental health um, issues, then you should definitely seek out professional help. Um, I am not a mental health expert, and so today's episode all the things that I tell you, you should definitely check with your therapist, psychiatrist, doctor before you embark on anything or undergo, undertake anything that I'm suggesting. But I can tell you about my lived experience and I can tell you that in addition to therapy, that there are a lot of things. There are 10 things I'm going to share with you on this episode that I think are good practice that you can do on your own, where you can take control of and be take some preventative measures to take care of yourself. And mostly today is about the clock and the calendar. And this, everything that I want to talk to you today can fit under that those two categories, the clock and the calendar. And like I said earlier, the clock and the calendar can be your friend or it can be your enemy. So first, under these categories of clock and calendar, I'm recording this on Thursday, and this weekend we fall back an hour. So if you're not already used to it, we're about to enter in a season where there are a lot of dark hours while we're awake. So we're going to get up in the dark, we're going to go to bed in the dark, and we're going to spend a lot of waking hours in the dark. And if you're like me and you're sensitive to that kind of thing, that can have a real impact on how you feel day in and day out. So I think that's something that we got to start bringing aware, awareness to in our preventative actions. Second... We have an election on Tuesday. I'm not sure if you've heard, but there are a lot of emotions stirring in all of us about this election and what that's going to mean for us, no matter which side of the political aisle you sit on. Uh, there's a lot of emotions on both sides. 
And so I want to bring for myself awareness to the fact that it's on the calendar. It's happening on Tuesday. That's, there's nothing I can do to change that. That's going to happen. And it's going to be in our culture. It's going to be in our media. It's going to be everywhere. Everybody's going to be talking about it. So I want to make sure that I'm paying attention to that. I know that it's coming up and I'm bringing awareness to it. Third, we are entering into holiday season and listen, holidays are tricky any year, but I think especially this year, holidays are going to be tricky. I think there are going to be some things that come up for me. I've, I've been thinking through it. Like holidays are just going to be done differently. And I think when it's done differently, it's going to open an opportunity for new things to pop up and creep, creep into your head. And it, you're going to have a new experience of the holidays this year. So I know every year I struggle during the holiday time. So I want to be particularly aware of the fact that, hey, the holidays are coming up. I want to be mindful of that Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year are all on the calendar and it's all about to happen. And then fourth, the thing that we cannot avoid that's on the calendar right now is COVID. And it's not just on the calendar right now, but it's clear that things are not going to get back to normal for a while. And so I've got to bring an awareness to that fact that there is a certain speed and aggressiveness and tenacity that I bring to life that COVID is just not going to allow. And so I want to be mindful of that. And I want to bring that reality to the forefront of my mind so that I can start doing things to be um, taking care of myself and being aware of that. So that's sort of a high level view of where I'm looking in terms of clock and calendar. And any one of these things is enough to throw me off, to be quite honest. But since it's 2020, all of them have to happen at the same time, of course, right? So I want to be really, really mindful. And I'm inviting you, if you are somebody, again, that works at your mental, mental health and well-being, let's start being aware of what's coming up for us. And so I made a list that I want to share with you um, that, I that, I'm, that I'm thinking about, right? So this is my experience. This is what I'm thinking about. There are 10 things that I'm thinking about going into the season that I invite you to write down and steal or borrow or just take some time to write down your own. But I want to share those 10 things with you that I'm thinking about as we go into this crazy, crazy time of the year and crazy time of our life. All right, so the first one, and this is probably, in my mind, the most important. These are not in order, but I do think that um, number one is probably the most important for me, and that is routine. Um, having a schedule and getting really good and purposeful about time blocking my days are more important right now for the next couple to three months than I think that they, than they ever are. Time blocking means that I get up every um, Sunday afternoon is when I do it. I'll sit down in front of my calendar and I'll look at the week ahead and I'll start putting blocks of time on my calendar that inform what that week is gonna look like. I plan out my week, a week ahead, and I make sure that I stick to that routine. And the other thing that routine means to me is that I'm going to bed at the same time every day. I know that that sounds boring and old lady-like, but I'm boring and old lady-like, so I do it. I have to go to bed at the same time every day, and I have to wake up at the same time every day. It's really, really important for my mental health. I don't know why that is the case. I just know that it's important, and when I don't do it, 
I definitely can feel it. So I make sure that I go to bed and I wake up at the same time. That is part of my routine. And by the way, the weekends count. It's really, it's really easy to be like, well, it's Saturday. I'm just going to sleep in or Sunday. I'm just going to sleep in. I've tried this and it, for me, it just doesn't work. Uh, it's like I have to start over all over again, um, come Monday. And it's much harder to start over and get back to feeling as good as I was than that extra 30 minutes or an hour of sleep on the weekend. It's just not worth it. So have a routine and that routine applies to every single day, even the weekends. A routine to me also means that I eat at the same time every day. I do this as much as humanly, as much as humanly possible. I, I want to keep my meals consistent. I want to eat at the same time every day. I want to build that routine in so that my body knows what to expect. It, it expects to know when it's going to get loaded up with calories and when it needs to hold on. For me, routine is especially important right now because of, like I mentioned, the time that we're entering into, but also because I'm working from home. It's too much flexibility can be the enemy for me. Too much flexibility gives me too much randomness in my day, too much randomness in my life. And randomness for me usually doesn't end very well. So I need to keep that routine. So I think I've hammered that home enough. So that's number one, routine. Number two is connection. Start talking to the people in your life and being really open about the fact that time is changing and for me, that sucks. I don't know why it sucks, but it just does something to me physically and mentally when the time changes. I dread it every year, um, especially this one in the fall. But start talking to the people around you and being really open, you know, saying little things like, you know, this weather, it really gets me down. Or I'm feeling really anxious about this election. Or I miss the sun. All the cloudy days can make me really sad. And I know for some of you, you're balking at the idea of naming your feelings or talking about your feelings. I get it. I grew up in Arkansas. However, if you will just bring attention and focus and name the feelings, I don't know why it works, but you'll get through them much faster. It's like you can just process it and move on. If you don't and you just hang on to it, it's like it just sits there and reminds you, sad, 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 sad. Just freaking say I'm sad, right? The clouds make me sad. But just put a name to it, and it will help you process it quicker. At least it does for me, and it helps you come out the other end. This is one of those things like I don't know how light bulbs work. I don't know how the room gets lit up. I don't know what the process is when I hit the switch and the light comes on. I just know if I hit the switch, the light comes on. And that's really all I need to know, right? I don't need to be an electrical engineer or an electrician to figure all that out. I don't care. I just need to know that it works. And this is how it is with talking to other people and talking about how I'm feeling and just letting other people know how I'm feeling. I don't know why it works. It just works. So give it a shot. Um, the other thing that I would say under connection is tell the people in your life what you need. So just the other day I told Pasha, um, we were watching this thing on Netflix called Queen's Gambit. If you've not watched it, it's one of the better Netflix originals, in my opinion. And it's so I'm loving it. It's, I dig it. And I try to be in bed like like actually like trying to go to sleep by 10 o'clock every night. 
So 10 o'clock had rolled around. I just finished an episode with Pasha of Queen's Gambit. And he's like, oh, it's so good. You want to watch another episode? And in a moment of weakness, I was like, oh, yeah, it's so good. Let's watch another one. Bad idea. And so I had to have a conversation with him about that and just say, look, I, I need your help right now. I need you to make sure that I go to bed at 10 o'clock. I need you to help me with that. And so number two is connection. Be talking to the people of your li- in your life and letting them know what's going on with you and let them know how they can help you if that's a way that they can help. Number three is do some long-term planning right now. And this is a really a, one of the calendar things, but especially right now, I'm giving myself permission, which is extremely hard for me to do. I'm giving myself permission to slow down. And I'm giving myself the permission to go deeper on some projects instead of going faster on projects. This blows in the face of all the entrepreneurial <laughs> guidance that one might receive where it, the whole game is go fast, go fast, go fast. You know, my book is, I'm in the, writing my book, I'm almost finished with it. And there are some sections of the book where I'm just like, oh, I could get away with this. <laughs> it would be fine. But part of what I want to do with my book is I want to get out and meet people and I want to do like a little book tour and I want to meet people and talk to people about it. And I want to be able to hug them and see them and talk them through it. I'm not going to be able to do that for a while. That's just not going to happen. So I'm giving myself permission in this process to slow down. And those little sections that I'm like, oh, I could have gotten away with it. I'm just going to go deeper in it. I'm, I'm going to slow down and go deeper into those sections and try to serve you guys that are eventually going to read my book. I hope to give you more in those parts of my book instead of just trying to go faster. For me, that helps me in times where this COVID thing and being in lockdown and not being able to do things like I would like to do them um, could really create a major anxiety problem for me. So I'm just chilling out and saying, let's do some long-term planning. Let's look further out and let's look deeper down. So let's go long and let's go deep. So that's number three, long-term planning. Number four is kind of the reverse of that. It's, it's short-term wins. And so I'm doing this every single day. Um, if you've listened to other episodes, I've talked about this before, but next to my nightstand, I keep a blank notebook, a journal, and every night before I go to bed, I write down three things that went really well today and I explain why those are, those are good things. So, um, I might say something like had a really great conversation with Pasha today. The reason that's good is because marriage takes work (laughs) and I'm putting in the work and I'm really proud of that. And so that might be one. Now there are other days that are just boring as shit. And I look back at my day and I'm like, what happened today? And it's harder to come up with it. And so one of my standbys is my health and it shouldn't be a standby. I get that, but it's a big deal right now. I'm it. We're in a pandemic and I'm healthy, so I'm grateful for that. And so that's something that I write down if it's been like an uneventful day and I'm having some trouble coming up with something. So short term wins, find some short term wins, do something every day that allows you to look for things to be grateful for things that you're winning at right now. All right. So that's number four, short, short term wins. 
Number five kind of flies in the face of everything that I've said so far, but, but hear me out. Number five is spontaneity. So I don't want randomness in my life. That's not good for me, but I need to build some randomness into my routine. And so what I'll do, say if I'm time blocking my week, I want to make sure that for 30 minutes a day or an hour or however long I've, I've got to give, I'm going to build some randomness in, meaning I'm going to go for a walk with the dog. I just got back from taking uh, a friend to the airport. I might just go on a drive. I might go to the grocery store. This morning I got up because we needed bread and coffee. So I just, and I could have waited, you know, another day until I go to the grocery store, but it was like, I've not been outside. So I'm going to get up and do something random right now and build that into my routine. I think that's really, really important that we stimulate our minds, especially for those of us that are in situations and in cities where we're, we're a little bit locked down. It's not like we're constantly stimulated. It's not like we can be around other people the way that we used to. So I'm building that stimulation in, in the ways that I can. So number five is, is be spontaneous, build some randomness into the routine. Number six, eat right. And this is always a challenge, but, um, especially as we get into the winter months, I, I tend to want to pack it on, but it's really important right now to, to eat right and limit junk food for the next couple of months. And I know that it's hard to do that this time of year, but this time of year is unlike any year we've ever had. So I just want to encourage you. Uh, this is another one of those things. I don't know why it is. I just know it, it is the way it is, but if I'm eating shitty, I typically feel shitty mentally and physically. So number six is eat right. Number seven, meditate. I'm a big, big, big fan of meditation. And you'll get to read more about this in my book about why I like that. I grew up in, um, I'm just going to total side note here, but I bear with me. So grew up in rural Arkansas. I was in church every Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. And so prayer was a big part of my life growing up, both at home, at church, prayer was just a big deal. And, um, that changed for me as I grew up. And now that I've discovered meditating, meditating was also, it was foreign to me. And so I wanted to figure out this meditating thing. And so the way that my country mind thinks about meditating is if praying is talking to God, then meditating is listening to God. And so my meditation practice is just sitting and being super still and just listening and clearing my mind out. I don't hear anything. I mean, God doesn't, talk, you know, I, mean, I don't hear the voice of God or anything like that, but I'm not, I'm not being super active in my mind. In fact, I'm trying to be as inactive as possible. I have friends that have told me that they appreciate that I meditate, but they just can't do it. And I'm hoping to get a podcast out on this very soon. I was the same way. And I want to tell you about this thing that I found. It's called Muse, M-U-S-E. And it's an EEG machine that connects to your head and while you meditate, it scans your brain. And I have found, so I've been meditating for, for many years, but meditation, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't really know if this is working, 
Well, then I got the Muse and it's scanning my brain waves. And when I finish, I'm able to actually look at those scans and it will tell me how much time my brain is calm or neutral or active. And man, I tell you, it has completely leveled up my meditation game. I'm meditating 20 minutes right when I wake up. I'm meditating 20 minutes in the afternoon and I feel fantastic. It's just changed my world. 40 minutes a day of meditation is a lot. If you can do three minutes a day, I would love you for it. You would love yourself for it. So start with three minutes a day if you're just getting going. If you're plateauing in your meditation game, go get a muse. I'll try to get um, a podcast or a blog out with some of my brain scans on it. I think you'll, I think you'll dig that. So number seven, sorry for the tangent, is meditate. Number eight, number eight, to get control of the clock and calendar. That's what this episode is about. Creating some preventative mechanisms, being mindful of the fact that we are entering into a season unlike any other. And so these are 10 ways that you can um, start being aware and bringing awareness to your life. By the way, a, a shameless marketing thing, if you have not subscribed or given uh, the this podcast five stars, please do that for me. I would really appreciate it. Thank you for allowing that shameless plug. All right, number eight of these um, ways to bring some preventative action to our mental well-being for this season of our life is decisions. Make one good decision after another. And this seems like an oversimplification of life, but I just want you today just to slow down and think to yourself, am I making a good decision with how I'm using my time right now? And I just want to remind you, it is never too late in the day to make a better decision, to make a different decision and course correct. I think a lot of times when I find myself depressed or having an unproductive day or just being completely random with my life, it's because I haven't done the things that I'm talking about and all the numbers before this, but it's also because I allow one bad decision to turn into another bad decision. So just slow down and think about every decision that you're making and is it a decision that's going to serve you and help you feel good and feel alive and be productive and have energy or is it going to take you the other way? So I don't know about you, but this is my first pandemic and I'm just figuring this shit out, right? And it's hard, it's really, really hard, but I can just slow myself down and be like, all right, one good decision at a time. And just go through my day like that. Now, some days are going to be, it's just going to cascade. I had one of those days last Tuesday where it was just like, it's actually started the night before when I watched that extra episode of Queen's Gambit, which is why I had to have that conversation with Pasha. But it started the night before, and then I got up the next day, and I got up an hour later than I should have, so I'm already off my routine. And then it was just one bad decision after another. It's gonna happen. When it happens, and it's inevitably gonna happen, I want you to, I want you to show yourself some grace, and I want you to be forgiving of yourself. It's never too late to change those decisions and do something better, but if you feel like, you know what, I'm just, can't. And that was me on Tuesday where I was just like, okay, yeah, I could turn it around, but I'm just too far into this at this point. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever experienced that. I just said, you know what? We're in a pandemic. I'm doing the best I can. It's one day out of how many that got away from me. You know, 
tomorrow's going to be better. And you know what? I just chilled out and I got up the next day and it was better. So show yourself some grace. This is, this is our first pandemic. Chill out, do the best you can. But if your best isn't good enough that day, that's all right. You'll get it tomorrow. Number nine, take a news diet. Now it's Thursday. I don't know when you're listening to this. This may be all moot for you at this point, but the election is next Tuesday. You are probably going to want to watch the returns on Tuesday and you probably need to be prepared to be watching returns for a good week or two. So knowing that you're going to be completely obsessed with that, if you're anything like me, then you need to take a preventative news diet. I am taking a news diet starting on Saturday. So from Saturday, Saturday and Sunday and Monday, I am off of Twitter. I am off of uh, cable news. There's not going to be any of that because I know when Tuesday comes, I'm going to want to be back on Twitter. I'm going to want to watch the returns that night. I'm going to want to watch the returns the next day and follow what's happening. So I know that I need to take some time beforehand (laughs) and just calm down and take a news diet because the emotions are going to be running super, super high come next Tuesday. So just chill out for a little bit. I think, I think we could all use that. Number 10, and this goes to the holiday part of the calendar, is just take care of you and don't feel bad about it. The holidays are going to be different. So just expect some curveballs from family, from friends. Expect some curveballs from yourself. Like I said, things will probably come up for you around these holidays that have never come up for you before. Know that it's coming um, and just take care of you. Your family, your friends may throw you a curveball and they may have new ideas that, let's be honest, may not have been thought out all that well. You've got to do what you've got to do to take care of you. You've got to be in a good place. You've got to take care of you. There's a lot going on. And so what I want you to do is have a plan. Have a plan for how you want to do Thanksgiving this year. Have a plan for how you want to do Christmas and have a plan for how you want to do New Year's in a way that makes you feel good, in a way that makes you feel safe, in a way that makes you feel comfortable for you and you're able to take care of yourself and your family. I think that's really, really important. And I know that you don't need it, but I'm going to give you permission to just take care of you. Okay. You have my permission. Just take care of you. This is different. This is new. Take care of you through this season. So those are my 10 suggestions for you to start thinking about what's coming up over the next few days, over the next couple of months. And I know it's a lot. So what I would like for you to do is just give yourself maybe 20 minutes today and figure out these plans, figure out what's going to work for you, figure out what you need and write those things down and just know that you've got a plan to take care of yourself. Look at the uh, clock and the calendar and know that some crazy times are coming, but you've got a plan. And you know, if you've been living with depression or anxiety in your life, I would imagine, you know, what works for you. Like if you just sat down and really thought about it, you could reverse engineer what's going on with you. And you could take some preventative steps to make sure that, you know, at least mitigate the chances of those, those things coming up for you. So 
sit down and do that. Feel free to borrow from my list, but don't be afraid to think about your circumstances and your situation and start pulling in those things that will work for you and creating a plan for yourself for the next couple of months. Now, if you're one of those people who are listening to this because you're my friend (laughs) or a family and you don't really suffer from these issues or have a hard time with this, um, first of all, thank you. And uh, God love you. I know that people like me are not easy to love and people that are living with depression and anxiety are not easy to love. But, you know, the thing that I have to remind Pasha of is um, don't diminish yourself because I might be feeling blue. Your joy, your happiness, your laughter is contagious. So please don't stifle that because I'm not there with you. It, um, your joy is just infectious. And so, so keep being you keep doing you. Uh, thank you for loving me. Thank you for loving us. Uh, just keep being you. Um, I hope everybody has a wonderful, wonderful election experience. Please stay healthy. And until I talk to you next time, be well.